Hey, BSN listeners, as we do a lot on the BSN Nuggets podcast, got to start off with telling you guys about StravaCraft Coffee. StravaCraft Coffee is a game-changing coffee. It's the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away everything from long-term migraines to back pain and arthritis, IBS. It has helped to decrease anxiety. You name it. CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is also just flat out rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today, and you can receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. Welcome into the show. Harrison Wind here on a Monday. We are, of course, presented as always by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Remember to use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Here's what we got on today's show. Hand out some summer league grades. Hand out some grades for Brandon Goodwin, Vako Chanchar, the notable names, Jared Vanderbilt on Denver's summer league roster. Kind of sum up what I've thought about their performances in Vegas over the last week and a half. Tie a bow on... Just Summer League and all the storylines going into that. And then also give you some other observations from just my time in Vegas. Some things I picked up, some things I'm hearing around the Nuggets. And just some other observations of note that I feel like you guys would want to hear about that I saw while in Vegas. Get to a couple questions as well at the tail end of the show. But just some quick housekeeping here before we get going. A lot of cool content. That will be coming out on bsndenver.com later this week and over the next couple weeks as well. Collected a lot of good stuff at Summer League that I'm excited to share with you guys. How you can read it if you're not a subscriber, bsndenver.com backslash subscribe right now. You can get a one-year subscription, an annual subscription for only $3.33 a month. You also get a free t-shirt from the BSN Denver Locker with this deal as well. You can read all our Nuggets content, all our Broncos content. Broncos training camp is starting up soon. Rockies avalanche content as well every day. They also have podcasts too that you can download on iTunes or on Android, whatever phone, whatever podcast player you're using. We're on Spotify now too. So make sure to go to bsendenver.com backslash subscribe. If you're not a subscriber and don't want to miss out on all that content, because I always say the podcast is only a portion of you know the content we put out across the BSN Denver network. So you're missing out if you're not a subscriber. Also, if you have a quick minute, drop me a quick five-star review. Type in the BSN Nuggets podcast on iTunes. Really appreciate a five-star review. Let me know how we're doing on the show. Definitely appreciate the support there with one of those. But first up, Summer League Grades. And then I'll get into some of those observations I was talking about that I think you guys will find interesting. Maybe some of them, maybe not. We'll see. But I'm going to start here with the guy who I was most excited to watch in Las Vegas after the news came down that Michael Porter Jr. wasn't playing at Summer League. After the news came down that Bull Bull was not going to play, as I think most of us expected he wouldn't. Jared Vanderbilt was the guy for me who I was most excited to watch. I've always been very high on Vanderbilt. Love his skill set. Love him as a potential power forward of the future. Although that situation looks a little different now. I think that Jeremy Grant's here. But just love his long-term fit next to Nicole Jokic. I think we saw a lot of what the Nuggets are so excited about, about his game in Vegas. I'm going to give Vanderbilt an A- minus for his performance in Las Vegas. 
He had a rough opening game against the Magic for sure. Had four points, seven rebounds, one assist, two steals, and a block in 25 minutes. It was only two of four from the field. Just really did not seem comfortable in that opening game against the Magic. But other than that, I felt like he really flashed the skill set and upside that has a lot of people in Denver and around the team really excited about his long-term prospects. Overall, Vanderbilt averaged 11.8 points, shot 56% from the field, 11.3 rebounds, 2.3 assists per game, steal and a half, and nearly one block per contest as well. So he averaged a double-double, obviously posted some big numbers as well, I had a double-double in two of the four games, almost three of the four in the Nuggets Summer League finale against the Rockets, one for 11 points and nine rebounds. But his big game, obviously, went for 20 and 17 against the Warriors. And I think people forget that this was his first Summer League action sometimes. He didn't play in Summer League last year. Remember, he had the injury at Kentucky. Didn't really work out for teams in the pre-draft process. Had his introductory press conference in Denver a year ago, and he was in a walking boot. So he obviously didn't play in Summer League last year, played in four G League games, and only pretty much played exclusively garbage time minutes for Denver. But I felt like this was a successful Summer League for him when it was all said and done. Like I said, got off to a little bit of a rocky start, but showed over those last three games the skill set and upside that he has, I believe. The one skill, obviously, that always jumps off the page with him is his rebounding. He's just got tremendous feel around the basket, really possesses the trait that all great rebounders in the league have, and that's just the uncanny ability to read the ball when it's coming off the rim. I think he's a really good second jumper, too, which is important for rebounders both on the defensive glass and on the offensive glass. He's long. He's really athletic. So rebounding, that's probably going to be his calling card. That's really his unique skill. That's what the Nuggets identified as his most probably translatable skill when they drafted him out of Kentucky in the second round. It's one of the reasons why they were so high on him. He's also got other things that you'll see bits and pieces of this coming year, and that was probably the biggest downside or maybe disappointment about his showing at Summer League. I don't think we saw the playmaking, the ability to initiate the offenses, just the ability to kind of facilitate that we might have thought he would flash. And that was probably the biggest I guess, negative of his summer league performance. But he is incredibly raw, and he looked like a guy who at times just hadn't played a lot of games and doesn't have a lot of reps under his belt, which he doesn't. And I think you really saw that at times on the defensive end of the floor with some of his positioning things. When guarding the pick and roll, he's still got a lot of work to do there. That's tough to do as a big man coming into this league who, like I said, doesn't have a lot of reps. And that's really where he looked incredibly raw at times. So he's a guy who just needs some more seasoning, I think. He needs some more G League seasoning, and I think he'll get that, especially with the acquisition of Jeremy Grant. Denver's not going to call on Vanderbilt for a lot next season. I don't think they should. I think he's still probably a year away from playing consistent rotation minutes for the Nuggets. But I would say overall, it was a solid first summer league for him, and I'd give him an A-. minus. Next up, a guy that probably ranked a close second behind Jared Vanderbilt for me in terms of just who I was excited to watch in Las Vegas, it's Vlaco Chanchar. And Chanchar, I thought he had a very impressive showing in Vegas. Didn't like post eye-popping numbers by any means. I don't think anybody who knows his game well expected him to. He's not a guy who's going to go out there and score 20 for you, 25, 30. It's not his game. But 
He averaged a solid 8.8 points per game, 4.3 rebounds, 2.3 assists. And I felt like he really flashed for a second consecutive summer why the Nuggets and why a lot of people think he's can be a rotation player for an NBA team. And again, his box score stats aren't going to jump off the page because I think he does a lot of things like a lot of guys do on the Nuggets roster right now that don't show up in the box score, just with his passing, with his ball movement, with his team-first unselfish play. And it's part of the reason why I think he's going to fit so well in Denver. The Nuggets obviously do too, and they are planning to sign him to that full-time roster spot, which if you've been listening to this podcast, that shouldn't come as a big surprise He's a guy who I've been telling you is probably going to be on the Nuggets next season. So he'll take one of those final roster spots. Bull Bull will take one of those final roster spots. And Denver will have one open roster spot after those details are hammered out on those contracts. And I was thinking about this. They've got a two-way contract spot open now as well, too, after releasing Brandon Goodwin. And I'll get to what I thought about him and his performance in Vegas shortly. But I don't think it'd be the worst thing if... Denver just left that roster spot open, keep it open for a buyout guy or to take on another guy in a trade if a midseason trade or trade around the deadline did come to fruition. It's what a lot of contending teams around the league do. They keep an open roster spot because you never know what will happen throughout the season when you just might need to add a guy really quick or whatnot. So we'll see what happens with that final one, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was kept open. So real quick, here's what I really like about Chauncer and why I think he'll fit well in Denver, I'm going to give him a B plus for his play out at Summer League. Let's talk about why he fits with the Nuggets on the court first off. He's a guy who just knows how to play the game of basketball, plain and simple. He is a really quick decision maker. He's like Juancho Aaron Gomez in that respect. I know we haven't seen it a lot over the last 12 months because Juancho hasn't been able to get on the floor last season, but When Wancho receives the ball, he's either going to pass it, attack the rim, shoot it, dribble it. He makes that decision almost quicker than anybody on the Nuggets roster. He's just got a really nice feel on the offensive end of the floor. He knows his role. He knows what he's supposed to do. He doesn't try to do too much. And I think Chanchar is similar in that respect. He's a really quick decision maker. Wancho, when he does play, when he does garner significant minutes, his touch time is always very low. You know, Jamal Murray, he's got one of the biggest touch times on the team because he's got the ball in his hands a lot. He dribbles the ball a lot. Wancho just knows that he's got to make quick decisions out there. He's got to know when he gets the ball, he's either going to pass, shoot, or dribble, look to score. He's really elite at just making a quick decision when he has the ball in his hands, and that really helps the Nuggets run their offense smoothly when he's out there. Chancho is the same way, and I think we saw that in Vegas as well, and I think that's going to be one of his skills at the NBA level. He does a little bit of everything well on the offensive end. I think he'll project pretty well as a shooter. He can attack a little bit. He's got some sneaky athleticism as well. You look at him, and he's not like a stocky guy, but he's not super slender. He's really strong, too. His legs are like freaking tree trunks, Uh, but he's got some power to his game and some athleticism, and he's had a couple pretty powerful dunks in Vegas, And I think you'll see that translate as well. And he's unselfish too. And I think that's going to fit in with the Nuggets' equal opportunity offense too. He doesn't try to do too much. He doesn't try to get his numbers. He's all about winning. And off the court, that's where he's going to fit in seamlessly too. He's not a guy who has an ego, right? He's not a guy who's 
going to take over a locker room by any means. He's going to fit right in. The international flavor obviously helps. He's from Slovenia. So he's got that European connection with a few guys on this roster. I just think he's going to be a seamless fit. Defensively, he's not a guy who's going to lock down small forwards over the next few seasons and throughout his career, at least I don't think right now. But he's a really good positional defender. And that goes back to his basketball IQ. He knows where to be. He knows how to be a good team defender and help side defender. He's not going to be a minus on that end of the floor, I don't think. And I do think his strength, which I just talked about, will help him on that end as well. I think he probably projects as more of a four, but I think could play some three if he needs to next season. And while I don't think he'll play regular rotation minutes for the Nuggets night in, night out, I think we could hear from him a few times throughout the season. We know how susceptible this team has been to injuries in the past. So having a guy like him, I just think the Nuggets coaching staff will be able to trust off the bench. That's going to be big going forward into next season. All right, next up, Brandon Goodwin. Nuggets starting point guard in Las Vegas. And I felt like he had a little bit of a disappointing summer league, to be quite honest. I think the Nuggets felt the same way because he's now a free agent. He's free to sign elsewhere. He was on a two-way contract with Denver last year, but doesn't seem like he'll be back with the Nuggets as of right now, at least. Anyway, going into summer league, I liked Goodwin's ability as a scorer. I think he's a solid three-point shooter. I think he can get to the basket really well. But other than that, to be quite honest, did not see a ton from him in Vegas. That makes me believe he'll be an NBA player one day. I think I've said this on the pod before, but best case scenario, probably a third string point guard or a backup point guard on a bad team. When he's not scoring, I just didn't get the sense in Vegas that he did enough other stuff really well, right? Like if he's not scoring 25, 30 points in a summer league environment, I just didn't get the feeling that he added enough to Denver as well. I mean, he put up good stats, 18 and a half points per game. Shot 50% from the field, five and a half assists per game. And maybe because of that, he's able to catch on with another team on a two-way deal. But I just don't get the sense that Denver really felt he added more to the team, has more to his game than just that scoring ability. And look, it's tough. He's six foot one. It's going to be tough for him to be a really high-level impact defender at his size. He's, he's really skinny as well. And at that height, sometimes it's tougher to operate out of the pick and roll when you just don't have that length to see over the defense. So he's kind of got the odds stacked against them in that regard. But I just didn't see more aspects to his game other than his shooting and scoring ability that make me believe he'll be a player down the line. Maybe he can catch on somewhere else. And like I've said before, he's kind of a natural scorer. Averaged like 22 a game in the G League last year. has been able to score it at every level he's been at. So he'll be able to do that. The question for him is, what else is he going to add to his game? So I'll give him a passing grade. I'll give him a C for what he did in Las Vegas. If you guys watched that loss Denver had to the Warriors, he kind of got benched at the end of that game, just wasn't really running the offense. I don't think how the Nuggets wanted him to and did not just have a great showing that night. Shot just 3 of 11 from the field, and that seemed like... It's stuck with Denver in kind of their decision to not really hold on to him going forward. So a rough stint, I thought, from him in Las Vegas. Scored the ball well, but I just don't really think showed enough other than that ability. A few other guys I want to hit on real quick. Thomas Welsh. Give him a B for his performance in Las Vegas. Didn't really stick out to me, but again, kind of like Vlako Chanchar, not exactly a guy who's really going to lie up the box score. Just a team player who contributes to 
winning basketball. And I think he did that for the most part when he was on the floor in Las Vegas. I liked what Jordan Davis flashed at times, the 6'2 point guard out of Northern Colorado, a bit of a local kid who never really, I thought, had a shot to make the Nuggets roster. Probably not an NBA roster, but the news coming down Monday that he will sign a contract in Spain with the ACB League there. He'll be playing with Monresa in what's considered the second best league in the world. So obviously a really productive summer league for him. He gets a professional contract with a top flight team in Europe. He'll have a chance to play there. And I think he'll have a chance to put up a lot of points there. He's a score first guy who I really like his instincts. Scored in double figures twice off the bench for Denver in Las Vegas. So a positive summer league for him. And he gets that professional contract with Manresa in the ACB league. So I feel like he really played in his role in Las Vegas. I'll, I'll give him a B plus for what he did out there. I think that's all the grades I got. Don't think anybody else really stood out a ton, in my opinion. Jay Sean Tate had some moments throughout Summer League. I like his game, probably more of an international guy, like a 6'4 power guard who can post his man up, who has a lot of athleticism, who can shoot it. But he's probably a guy who I could see being overseas again. And then Tyler Cook, the big man from Iowa, who I believe will be with the Nuggets for the rest of the summer. Just going to be a good guy for Denver to have in their gym here. He had some decent moments as well, I thought. Just a really powerful post player at 6'8". A big body inside that will definitely be able to play professionally somewhere if that's not in the NBA. Definitely overseas. But I thought he had some good moments as well. Before we go any further, it's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. I actually had a couple Strawberry Skies last week. Breck Brewery was kind enough to host the whole BSN Denver squad down there. So got a taste of the Strawberry Sky. I would highly recommend it. It's a great summer beer as well. And for you beer enthusiasts out there, they're calling this a lighthearted coal shell. For all you who have no idea what that means, this is a light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. Make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. It just launched last week, and you'll also be able to see all the events that we have planned, and we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them, so RSVP and have a good time. Let's hit a break real quick. I want to come back and talk about some other final observations from Las Vegas, get to a question as well. Again, if you guys got questions for the show, wind at bsndenver.com, submit them there, and I will read them on the podcast this week. Let's hit a quick break. We'll be right back. Green Mountain Dental Group is a family-owned business that has been a staple in Lakewood for over 40 years. Whether it's cosmetic, oral surgery, or preventative dentistry, at Green Mountain Dental Group, you will find nothing but the best. We have chosen Green Mountain Dental and will continue to attend Green Mountain Dental because of the superior care that we receive from them. Their facility is amazing and above all, it's the personal touch that we receive from the people there, including Dr. Ben Jr. and Ann and Mary and Sherry and Marie. They've known me 
well as my husband, my children, and now my grandchildren, and are just incredible with all of us. That was Annette. She's been a patient at Green Mountain Dental Group since 1976 and truly loves their service. Never did I think in 1976 how blessed we would be to recognize the people at Green Mountain Dental and are so thankful that they have been a part of our lives. For all new patients, Green Mountain Dental Group offers free teeth whitening trays when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Just mention BSN Denver. Welcome back to the show. Harrison Wind here on a Monday on the BSN Nuggets podcast. As always, we're presented by The Green Solution. Visit mygreensolution.com. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Here are some of my final observations and takeaways from Las Vegas. As always, the Nuggets have a strong presence whenever Summer League comes around. Every team has a couple guys from their active roster filter in throughout Summer League. You know, you'll see Victor Oladipo from the Pacers. You'll see D'Angelo Russell, who is now on the Warriors. Like, you'll see a couple A-list guys filter in and out. LeBron, obviously, there and whatnot. But I don't think I'm biased in saying this. And I don't think this is necessarily because I'm just around the Nuggets, obviously way more than any other team in Las Vegas and just kind of watching them and whatnot on and off the court before games and after games, what they're doing, who they're interacting with. But I feel like more Denver players are in Vegas representing the Nuggets, more so than most teams out there, if not any other team. Like the amount of guys who were in Vegas for Denver's opening summer league game against the Magic, everybody from Gary Harris to Paul Millsap, to Will Barton, to Monte Morris, to Malik Beasley. Really, everybody that I felt like didn't have a commitment or wasn't overseas, you know, preparing for their international team duties like Nicole Jokic, like Wancho, they were in Vegas. You know, so it was cool to see that. There's that camaraderie with the Nuggets right now that there's always been over the last couple of years. There's that chemistry. And I just think that speaks to the culture the Nuggets have built and fostered over the last couple of years that these guys want to be around each other. They want to be representing the Nuggets in Vegas. And it's not just at the games, on the sidelines, courtside, when the Nuggets games are happening at Summer League, but elsewhere. Like the Nuggets are able to hold kind of practices and workouts at UNLV during Summer League with a lot of their active roster players. It's not just the Summer League guys getting in work. Tory Craig, who was there, I think, longer than anybody. Jamal Murray popped in. Will Barton, Malik Beasley, Monte Morris. These guys are working out together. They're getting in off-season work. They're getting in their reps while they're out in Vegas. It's not just the summer league guys who are practicing and getting better over this time. And they're doing it, like, together. That's the takeaway here. They want to come to Vegas and work out together. And I think that shows... So Nuggets always have a great presence in Vegas with their players. I felt like that was even more so the case this year. Everybody said they'd be out there, and I think a lot of that was because they wanted to see if Michael Porter Jr. could back up the amount of trash talk he's been dishing out on the Nuggets practice court over the last 12 months. He obviously didn't play, but everybody was still there, you know, supporting their teammates. Stan and Josh Kroenke were there courtside. The entire Nuggets front office, obviously, there. The entire Nuggets coaching staff. So the Nuggets always just have a really prominent presence, I feel like, in Las Vegas. They do Summer League right. It seems like they've definitely... Another observation about this Nuggets team in Vegas, and this has kind of been something I felt like over the last couple of years has always been the case, the Nuggets always play really hard at Summer League. 
their bench is always super into it, super animated. And I know it's something that that coaching staff has preached. They want their bench to be engaged specifically with this summer league team. But this Denver team is never going to be one that goes to Las Vegas and kind of half asses it. They're always going to play hard. They're always going to be diving for loose balls, not really afraid to put their bodies on the line. And I think that's also something you see throughout the organization. The Nuggets always play hard as well. And that's something that has filtered down through the summer league team over the last couple of years. And I've got to think that has to do with just the coaching staff, right? And how kind of united they are and how they're all on the same page there and preaching that same message, both to the Nuggets and to a couple more observations here. Michael Porter and Bobol, the Nuggets' two most popular players in Las Vegas, obviously didn't play. But it was interesting to watch just how popular those guys are really compared to everybody else on this Nuggets Summer League team. Like Those guys were head and shoulders, the most popular Denver players on the bench, I'll say. The amount of autographs and pictures that Porter posed for way more than the entire Nuggets Summer League roster combined. It was interesting to just watch his star power take over a bit in Las Vegas. Everybody wants to talk to him. Opposing coaches, just NBA and basketball personnel. I was standing right next to him when Roy Williams, who was sitting over by the Nuggets sideline, just kind of watching the game before Denver's game against Boston. But he reached out to Porter, asked him how he was doing. He's just a guy that everybody wants to see and check in with and chat up. And I think it just speaks to his pedigree and his ability. As a basketball player, everybody can't wait to see him get on the floor, including Michael Malone, who I talked to in Las Vegas about Porter. Michael Malone told me that he expects Michael Porter to be in his rotation. More on that coming later this week, but the expectations are high in Denver for Porter. They want to take it slow, obviously, but they feel that before he had this knee injury and missed summer league, that he already displayed enough skill and displayed his ability enough on the practice court to probably warrant a rotation spot next season. So we'll have to track that throughout the summer. But him and Bull Bull, they were kind of celebrities in Las Vegas compared to the rest of this Nuggets roster. Finally, for the most part, you definitely get the sense that the heavy lifting for Denver this offseason is over. The Jeremy Grant acquisition, obviously a great move all around. We've talked about that a lot. Consensus across the league and just from talking to people in Las Vegas about that move it will probably go down as one of the more underrated moves of the summer, but maybe one of the bigger steals. And I think he's going to really help Denver next season. His size, his skill set, his mentality. It's going to fit Denver really well on the court and in the locker room. How hard he plays, his love for the game. Just seems like Jeremy Grant is a Denver Nugget. So really excited to watch him. The final shoe maybe to drop for the Nuggets this summer, a rookie extension for Malik. Like Jamal Murray who was also in that same draft class, and Wancho, who's also up for a rookie extension. Beasley is up for one. He can agree to that extension between now and the first game of the season. If not, he'll be a restricted free agent next summer, so Denver can technically match you know, whatever offer sheet he signs, or he, he could just sign a contract with Denver at that time. But I would not be surprised if Denver throws a number and offers a rookie extension to Malik Beasley and comes at him with something here over the next couple of months, definitely before that deadline. I'm not sure if that's going to be a number that Beasley would agree to, 
But I do think Denver will offer it, and I do think the Nuggets obviously want to keep him in a Nuggets jersey for quite a while. I mean, I feel like he's really just scratching the surface of what he can do. So it'll be interesting to see how that transpired. But from what I'm hearing, there will definitely be an offer made, and it will probably just come down to if Beasley wants to lock in that money or if he thinks like he's going to be worth more in restricted free agency. And if he wants to kind of bet on himself here this coming season and just show the Nuggets and maybe the rest of the league what he can really do with maybe some more increased minutes and just, you know, another. If you guys have questions for the show, I want to remind you, hit me up on my email, wind at bsndenver.com. Also, I want to try this out. If you're a subscriber to BSN Denver, Go to the comment section on one of our recent stories, scroll down to the bottom, make sure you're logged in because this is a feature that is exclusive to BS and Denver subscribers, and leave a comment at the bottom of one of those stories. Maybe it's a question, maybe it's Nuggets take, maybe it's a topic you want me to talk about on a podcast later this week, but I want to try that exclusively for BS and Denver subscribers. If you guys have something you want me to talk about on the show, I'm going to let you guys kind of dictate some aspects of the conversation here, especially during the coming months over the course of the offseason. So this is only available to BSN Denver subscribers. The comment section at the bottom of all our stories can even go in the comment section on this podcast, which we'll post on bsndenver.com as well. But maybe it's a question or a take or just a topic you want me to broach on a future show. Just leave it in the comment section on one of our recent posts on bsndenver.com. Make sure you're logged in because it's only available to subscribers. And if you're not a subscriber and want to get in on this, bsndenver.com backslash subscribe. Before we move on here, quick word from StravaCraft Coffee. StravaCraft Coffee, a game-changing coffee, the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety, you name it. CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty. We couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped. Before we get out of here, I want to hit a quick question from Corey who wrote in to me at wind.bsendenver.com. He writes, is it unreasonable to think the Nuggets' future starting lineup is Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., Jeremy Grant, Nikola Jokic? Is that a dynasty lineup? Well, Corey, it could be. I don't think that's necessarily unreasonable to think. And although the Michael Porter Jr. hype train is rolling, kept on rolling through summer league, kept gaining steam even though he didn't suit up at all. And I know that Michael Malone said and and told me in Las Vegas, like I just said a few minutes ago, that he expects Porter to be in his rotation. I'm still trying to temper expectations, even my own expectations on Porter, just because he still hasn't played in that game environment in 16, 17 months. We saw even that Jared Vanderbilt was a bit rusty this year coming back. He's a guy who spent a lot of time away from the court getting healthy from his injury in college. I just think it's going to take a while for Porter to regain that feel and get back to the player he was. But based on what we hear behind the scenes, it's all glowing reviews. He's looked great. He's looked like one of the best players on the practice court, even when Denver has had a lot of its regular guys out there. So who knows? I don't know. I don't know what type of player he's going to be next season, especially at the beginning of next season. But going forward, 
if he can stay healthy, that's not an unreasonable lineup, an unreasonable starting lineup to think of when you're looking at this team maybe not next season but the year after because Paul Millsap will still be here, and I'm not sure if Porter can ascend to the starting small forward spot next season. But in the future, a year or two down the line, all those guys are on a similar trajectory at similar points in their careers. That was another great thing about acquiring Jeremy Grant. He fits the timeline of this great young core that the Nuggets have assembled. So a future starting lineup, I could see it. Maybe I could see it as soon as the 2020-2021 season if Porter is able to stay healthy and proves he can be that starting level player for the Nuggets, which I do think some people within Pepsi Center that have watched him behind the scenes at open gyms throughout the summer playing five-on-five think he can be. That's all the time I got for today, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back with another one tomorrow. Talk to you then. Frosted Leaf is Denver's most innovative dispensary. What I like about Frosted Leaf would probably be their knowledgeable bud tenders, their online kiosk, their online ordering, and then just pick up at the store. And then they're always getting new genetics as well, so that's always cool. Like Edgar mentioned, Frosted Leaf gives you no lines, no weight, and a self-paced direct shopping experience that allows a fast yet comfortable transaction without the awkwardness of a waiting room. Not only does Frosted Leaf have the hottest strains, but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases. I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend, and I would tell them to look forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help. Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today.